The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. Numbers to get in and phones are open all first hour. If you did not get in on the Real Red Reaction Show, so plenty to chew on with Nebraska-Michigan State. The look ahead, the final three. Hoiberg and company tip off tonight. And a big day for uh, nebraska Women's basketball yesterday and today with women's soccer. Number to get in today here on Hale Varsity Radio, 489-1240, or 800-825-5865, where you hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio network. So, can find us on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, I believe. Uh, the icon looks a little funky here on the desktop, but uh, watch the show there, the Hale Varsity uh, YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. Find and follow that. Also, Facebook and Twitter with uh, KFOR. Uh, so, the Nebraska Michigan State game resembled Elijah's trip back from East Lansing. He'll tell you that story. Uh, hilarity didn't ensue <laughs> it might if it wasn't you well hilarity uh, for other people yes exactly depends on the eye of the beholder but anonymous chimes in uh you can read it on the stream we will clean it up so we're not fired in radio but two bleepy teams played a bleepy football game with bleepy officiating and it amounted to a bleepy spectacle now to fix this bleeping autocorrect because every single time it does not say a bad word it actually says shifty uh-huh which is very similar to the word that he is going for and I but i was going with knows. the uh the, the proper context of the proper word yes if, wanted if, if, if there use. was not this this autocorrect issue that anonymous claims to be having what he would be going for and he, he kind of nails the nails it he did. And the other part of this, too, uh, we'll see. Speaking of nailing, is, is Michigan going to be nailed to the wall here by midweek? Nicole Arbach of The Athletic, uh, as well as Adam Rittenberg, a couple of tweets here uh, about uh, five to seven minutes ago. Uh, you have Michigan receiving formal notification from the Big Ten of potential disciplinary action. That from a source. You have also Adam Rittenberg noting this is required step in the discipline the disciplinary process via the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. Matt Rule, the Rule Rewind coming this hour as well. And uh, he gets into the officiating and very diplomatic, but also very matter of fact. We talk uh, or we hear about Heinrich Harburg. We hear about the offense, the defense. And, okay, the, the obvious answer to this, if you're a Nebraska fan, for Saturday was the score, the loss. You had some momentum. You had an opportunity. You probably, on paper, as we look at Nebraska's Final Four and their quest for six and beyond, this was your most winnable game. A team that had lost six straight, a team that had been through the ringer emotionally and, quite honestly, physically, when you look at their schedule, this was a team that you had a chance, as good a chance, 
as you'll have the rest of the season when you look at Iowa, when you look at Wisconsin on the road, when you look at Maryland and how explosive they are. Uh, Maryland is also reeling, but they have the ability to put up some points, and they're explosive with better talent at quarterback and skill than Nebraska's probably going to see this year. Honestly, I mean, they're the best offense that, that Nebraska will see. So aside from score, your biggest complaint as a Nebraska fan about Saturday is what? All right, what, what's, what's stuck in your craw? Yeah, that you lost the game, but we got to look into some of the reasons as to why. Are you ticked about the officiating? Absolutely get it. I think we're all annoyed. Put yourself in someone else's shoes on someone else's team. Put yourself, well, probably a bad example here because I don't know how many Iowa sympathizers there are on the radio or the, the scream or the stream audience, but think about being in Iowa's shoes against Minnesota, right, with, with the, the punt return that was <laughs> changed. <laughs> it's not what we threw the flag for, but we found this. <laughs> we found this skeleton buried in your backyard. The refs, are you complaining about the quarterback play at Nebraska? Are you ticked at the defense, which is hard to even say out loud, as well as they've played most of this year? Overall, offensively, when you look at the combination of offensive line, quarterback play, play calling, or is it special teams that rubbed you wrong? And, and going into this thing, Elijah, on Saturday, we thought, and it's you just never can tell week to week what you're going to get from a college football team made up of 18 to 22-year-olds. You felt good about special teams. You felt good about defense. Uh, Presumably, you were a little scared of the offense. Presumably, you were a little scared about taking care of the football. I wasn't really worried about the refs. Although weird things happen in East Lansing or games in general against Michigan State from an officiating standpoint, historically speaking, I guess if I had one big complaint, uh, is it, it's going to be the the offense. And Matt Rule touched on it. We'll hear from him in a little bit. Just this is a game that the offense you needed them to step up. They didn't. And, and I don't have an answer. I know I'm supposed to have an answer and have a take, and I do. I have a take with a high level of frustration with the quarterback taking care of the football. As much as I love the kid and how gritty and tough he is, I'm glad he is out there doing what he thinks needs to be done. I, I love his attitude and his effort. I love his soul. I do. I don't like his decision-making, and not his fault, but a reality. I don't like where he's at in his quarterback progression. And that's just what you're going to have to live live with the rest of this year because Nebraska is not going to go back to Sims, and it doesn't look like they're going to go to Pretty. Uh, I would like to see considerations made if there continues to be turnover issues or missed wide-open players if there's time to throw the football. But it's part of a bigger discussion point where there's inconsistency with some new guys on the offensive line first time in in eight quarters you've seen it kind of raise its head so it's it's bigger than Harburg but he's the guy that's turning the football over and the other guy's not seeing the field anymore because of turnover issues do you feel comfortable looking elsewhere at this point in the year with three games left at quarterback 
uh, is a change needed to be made. From a play-calling standpoint, it's, it's maddening a little bit when the run game's working and you go away from it for the sake of, well, you got to be balanced on offense or we think in our pregame prep this will work. Not much worked. Uh, getting Fedoni or Malachi in the slot for a couple of big plays. The play, the spot in the zone. Yeah, the, the, the play that worked to Bullock early, uh, didn't work or get executed a week ago worked for the 2-22 to 22 yards. But you are few and far between, and it just seems to me like there's checkdowns or shorter pass attempts that can be made with some of those crossers and some of those fast guys, uh, similar to what you saw with Fleeks on that 3rd and 2 last week. They tried some of those same things. Those receivers weren't even looked at, and that that is what's kind of killing your offense right now is the open guy's not getting the football, or if you throw it to the guy that's open, it's off target. And, and we'll have time throughout this entire hour, and if you're on the, the phone line, stay there for just a second. I just have a quick point to make yeah. before we get to Roger, and that's that we'll have all hour to dive into the micro from the game, but the, the simple macro take I have in terms of frustration with Saturday is that the game was there for the taking, and not one facet of your team could take advantage. The special teams didn't take advantage. The offense didn't take advantage. The defense didn't take advantage. And they, they all had opportunities where you have that, that tip ball at the line of scrimmage. The defense can set up the offense with great field position, probably already in field goal range. The offense, uh, Heinrich Harper throws an interception on a play where John Bullock is open downfield. He, he, the, the, the corner had outside leverage, the so play, he goes the, over the middle of the field, but then the corner falls down, and you have it open on the outside. He misses that guy. You have Malachi Coleman down the sideline who – it was good defense, but Malachi pretty much dropped a pass down the side that would have set you up pretty close to field goal range. You have a pass interference, which we can dive into the refs. That's we'll kind of the micro We'll get into the, zip, zip, the zebras shortly. But then you lose the punting battle. You've been happy with what you've gotten from Bushini. You can't take advantage because you have a guy going back and returning punts that is just going to throw up a fair catch as soon as the ball leaves the, the punter's foot. There were just areas where you could have taken advantage throughout this game, and not one area of this team took advantage, and that's where my frustration lies. The blame goes around to a lot of people on this team, but it was there to be taken and nobody takes advantage as we go to the phone lines here. Yep, and uh, Roger, thanks for hanging on. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. Listen, my big complaint was the return on the punts. If he was going to fair catch it, uh, why would you fair catch it at the five-yard line? Twice. Why not let it go into the end zone? And if he was going to return it, why didn't he try? He didn't even try. He just stood there and caught the ball. Now, that's just plain coaching. Right, and there was a little bit of an explanation to it. And, Roger, thanks for, for listening to the phone call. Yeah, special teams. It was mind-boggling to, to bring Kemp. Unless he's kind of a calming presence, you, you don't have him out there if he's not going to be able to return it. Uh, you, you put Ethan Nation back there, and they did at the end of the game, and, and he didn't get loose. But they, they had Kemp there. Guy who's played you six years of football, and we're not we're not perfect, right? We're not throwing the kid under the bus, but you don't fair catch it twice. Look down where you're at, and if it if it takes the old uh, Will Wilson backspin to the uh, to the pin on an approach shot with the, uh, the the old wedge golf analogy here, then so be it. If they down it at the two on a perfect punt, so what? How much worse is the two yeah, than the five? It's, it's, yeah, it's two it's two or three yards, but you get the hell out of there. And you don't screw your offense twice when they're already having problems peeing a drop. 
And the, I didn't see any counter. There was, I mean, Nebraska's ran the counter well, and I know Piper's their pulling big dog, but I didn't see any counter. And from a run game standpoint, Nebraska got going a little bit. There were some explosive runs, but you just didn't stick with the run. You immediately went to the pass. And again, I'm going armchair. Totally get it. Uh, easier to be uh, on the radio talking about what didn't happen than preparing all week trying to make it happen. But I, I just think if if things aren't better after one quarter, if Maryland's up 10 nothing because there's two two turnovers, a bad interception and a bad fumble by the quarterback, you owe it to this team to go to the bullpen. And if the bullpen's worse, I stand corrected. But have you gotten better quarterback play after moving on from Sims? Well, you got five wins in your back pocket. Uh, you, you, the, the quarterback play has been better enough in the, in the quarterback run game. And Nebraska is going to have to adjust, right? They've already done a nice job of adjusting this season to more of a, an option uh, quarterback run first attack. But now these final three, you're going to have to adjust to teams taking away your quarterback run. Purdue did it, right? And prior to that, Northwestern did it, where their safeties were coming up like missiles and whacking your quarterback. So now Maryland, not awful against the run. I know it says in giant neon lights, much like Michigan State stats, throw the ball against them. Well, no, because it is it is dicey with this football team throwing the football uh, when they have to throw it versus when they want to throw it. And even when they want to throw it, there's been some good, bad, and some ugly. You've hit some big plays, you've missed some wide-open plays, and you've airmailed some of the things that have been open. So as much hell as Satterfield tends to take, the the the, the game plan with a, a short crosser for Lloyd or for Doss or the targets to Malachi Coleman, those were correct. But you've got to really ask yourself from an execution standpoint, what can this guy give us? And if it's better at 43% completion percentage against one of the worst secondaries in the country, if that's the best you got, I, I guess I'll trust it. But my eyes haven't seen what what is behind door number three right now. And I know if Purdy can't give you the, the same type of attack on the ground that, that, that Harburg does, I get it. They're different body types, but... Guy was a dual threat. Let's let's see a little bit. I know there was limited success a year ago, but there was some zone read stuff that Purdy did against Michigan before he got his calf rearranged. So you need to keep your options open, in my humble opinion, with this moving forward offensively because uh, defense will probably rebound a little bit and play a tighter ball game. But guess what? The team they're playing next Saturday at 11 o'clock on Peacock, and we'll get into that, um, is is the best they'll see. They could play a good ball game and still get beat. The secondary could still get it handed to them this week by better wideouts and a just borderline elite quarterback. At least that's how it could shake out. Couple that with your offense struggling or being turnover prone or not being able to get anything going. It, it could be a tough day Saturday. And this is your next best chance to, uh, to get bowl eligible. Uh, we'll get into some Matt Rule. We'll get into all your StreamYard comments. And who's on the line? Gary. Gary's up against the shot clock. Yep. Gary, hang on for us. 
Gary, hang on. I don't want to cut you off. So I'm going to put you on hold, Gary. you got about 30 seconds before break. So hang tight for us. Numbers to get in, 489-1240, 489-1240. You want to join us here on Hale Varsity, a Monday reaction. Nebraska loses at Michigan State. Your biggest complaint about Saturday's what? Score is obvious if you're a Nebraska fan, but is it quarterback play? Is it the offense? Is it special teams? Are you ticked at the defense? Or is it those dreaded referees? Hale Varsity continues. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to you for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal can watch the show and comment uh, via StreamYard. We'll get to your comments here very shortly. Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. We'll hear from Matt Rule and uh, we'll get into the officiating or lack thereof on Saturday, but your biggest complaint about Saturday, what, if you're a Nebraska fan? Gary, thanks for hanging on. Appreciate you tuning in. You Go bet. ahead. Okay, here's a two, one quick thing, one longer thing. But first of all, the quick thing, defense. First of all, I love with the defense, where it's going. No, no complaints at all except for one area, and that's third and long. We, again, got burned three times on third and long. When I say long, I'm saying longer than eight yards mm-hmm. on third down. Take a look, research it back. Not only this year, but past years have been just a bear at third and long. It's a thing. We go back into protection. We don't get it done, and they make the play. All right, second thing. You talk about quarterbacks. If you've already done this, just resurrect the results. Why not take all three quarterbacks, do five or six elements of them? One is size. Second is uh, speed, 40 to 100. And third, throwing ability, accuracy, those kind of things. Grade them 1 to 10 and see who comes out. Now, experience is another thing. Purdy's going to be a little short there because he hasn't played, but he has some prior experience. Why not evaluate all three of those guys on a scale of the 1 to 10, average it, and who's your best guy? Well done. And can you get that done while you're prepping for Maryland during the week? That's the question. Well, right? no, I'm talking about you guys. I'm not <laughs> talking about the coaching staff. We don't have the detail of why they put people there. Mm-hmm. But you talk about the quarterbacks all the time. Do your own evaluation that way. Get some input and see what you got. Good stuff. Gary, appreciate the call. Good suggestion. We can get on that. Yeah. We I think that's, yeah, I think that's fun. All right, if we're talking size, I'm going Harburg 9 out of 10. I'm going Sim 7 out of 10. I'm going pretty probably 6 out of 10. All right. I'll, I'll give both Sims and Harburg an 8 out of 10. Neither of them are Philip Rivers in the pocket with their size, but they have a little more mobility. That They have enough durability. <laughs> they're, not, they're not Phil, the great minivan driver with 37 children either when it comes to mobility, which is a good thing. Uh, speed, um, you know, Harburg's probably their fastest quarterback. Sims is uh, very fast and elusive. I don't think he's a tackle breaker like Harburg is. And I thought Pretty ran. And listen, I can count on one hand the number of times Pretty has run. But I thought he looked good on some of the zone read stuff against Michigan and early maybe against Minnesota. Does that sound right a year ago? The, the one drive. Yeah, well, the prettiest drive of the year <laughs> from, from Air Whipple a year ago. But no, I think I think all three guys are probably in that seven or above speed. Um, I'm not willing to put Purdy there just yet, but that's more because we haven't seen enough of him toting the rock. That, well, that I, I I am not comfortable putting him above a seven just yet. I would I would 
listen, and it comes down to decision-making, but as far as a ball that gets thrown, I think out of the two quarterbacks I've seen, I think Sims is a better passer. Oh, absolutely. But he's not a better t- – right now, they're right, as far as leading the wrong race, I mean, Sims still leads the race of lack of trustworthiness for me with the football. There's been some, some at least explosive touchdown plays and big plays by Harburg on offense. He has made some plays, but he's giveth and taketh away. Uh, so right, that's – that's where I have them when it comes to throwing an accuracy. I think Sims is more accurate than than um, Harburg and is probably a better thrower, but you've had Harburg make more plays because he's, he's available, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have eight quarters of Sims and you have eight turnovers and one rushing touchdown. Does he even have a touchdown pass? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has on the Fedoni and – Well, the, the, the trick play. Against Minnesota. Oh, that was to Bullock, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But case in point. To our stream we go. Well, I, I would just like to, to throw in here, because I was looking up some stats. Chubba Purdy, in his career, this is across 10 different starts, 135 total rushing yards. So he's averaging 13 rushing yards per game. Whenever sack he adjusted, is. I trust. This is sack adjusted, yes. That's, that's across 44 attempts with sacks included. So How I, many sacks? Uh, that is a great question that I do not have 20? at my at my fingertips. But what what I'll say about Purdy is just I think at the quarterback spot, I don't want to say you either have it or you don't, but you know pretty early on within a guy's tenure whether or not he can figure like Harburg we saw earlier this year and it was against lesser opponents in Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, but we saw him on the field and said, you know what, you're gonna be able to win some games with this you guy. Can work with him. Is he gonna be able to go beat? Power five opponents, the who's who of the Big Ten, it was unsure at the time. We said, you know what? This guy can win some games. I've never said that about Chubba Purdy whenever I've seen him on the field. He has not impressed me, and hey, maybe he just needs more time. We talked about the experience factor. He doesn't have the experience factor. Maybe he needs a couple weeks working as the starting quarterback in this system, but what I've seen from him shows me that I don't think he necessarily fits this offense with how it is currently constructed, which is going to be a heavy, heavy dose of quarterback run. And then whenever he has thrown the football, which is apparently his strong suit, he was unimpressive. And you look at Illinois last year where he threw for a total of, I think, less than 20 yards. And Illinois had a fantastic defense last year, but unimpressive there. He was unimpressive in his duty against Minnesota as well, throwing the football. So if Chubba Purdy's strength is throwing the football, why haven't we seen that on the field? Because he's had six or seven different games he's gotten into as a Nebraska Cornhusker. And never once have I had a moment where I said, you know what? That was a throw that impressed the hell out of me. Mm. So, again, we haven't seen him on the field this year. We haven't seen him under rule. We haven't seen the development. But I'm not ready to say, like, you have a guy waiting in the wings that is, is, is – The coach is no more – be competent. The coach is no way more than us. I mean, we're, we're conceding that. We're, we're That's obvious. That's their job. They're pretty good at it, or they try to be the best they are at it. And right now it's – all right, okay to second guess. What Can you get any more with another option – in this offense, you you just lean on the run game and, and throw it sparingly. And that's the rub too. Um, do we do we throw the ball too much? Do you give up? And they they don't give up on the run game, but do they get away from the run game too quickly? And you had some some run game working, and then you get in second and ten or second and fourteen because you try the short play. And your blocker uh, on that hitch route gets blown up, and it's a minus four, 
right? Uh, you're trying to get an easy pass to get Harburg into some rhythm, and that didn't work. Some of the seams work. The, uh, the, the, the Sparty was ready for the play action. They didn't bite on any of those. Conversely, you got beat probably about five times for shock plays defensively, if you're Nebraska, on, on what Michigan State was doing. Who's with us? Uh, we have two on the line. I'm not sure who called in first, Mitty, so pick the, pick the phone line that called Go in first. Go the, with the, uh, the first one, the first phone line. Okay, we'll go to Pete then. Okay, Pete, thanks for calling. Go for it. Appreciate you jumping on. How you doing? We're doing all right. We made it back alive from East Lansing. Oh, that's good. What do you uh, got? Number one, the officiating was horrific, and I don't know. The Big Ten has got to do something. There should be some suspension of officials on on at least three of those calls were ridiculous. But I wanted to bring up a point. Harburg is not the same quarterback he was at the first game he started. His indecisiveness to run or pass is really hurting the offense. And he was effective when he took off and ran. He was running over defensive backs. Now he's pretty timid. And I don't know what he's doing, but he's just kind of looking around and indecisive. And then by then, you know, there's Pete, no running he's gotten, he, Pete, he's gotten – he's corrected got, if we're going to be – Pete, he's going to jump in to interrupt you for two seconds. He's gotten lit up by Northwestern, by Purdue. So that's in the back of his mind. He's not running as freely because he's gotten he's gotten smoked a couple of times. And it's harder to be decisive against defenses that are bigger, faster, and stronger like you see in the Big Ten as compared to – I mean, Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, neither of those teams have defenses that are setting their conferences on fire. They're not, they're not good defenses. It's easier to be decisive whenever you and your offense has a distinct talent advantage over the defense you're playing. Continue on, Pete. Sorry to, to jump in there. Well – I'll have to disagree with you. You know, he has been beat up some, but, but most football players are. I mean, we've had quarterbacks in the past that got beat up, and you, he's not effective if he's not going back to running hard and being decisive. Do your first read, maybe your second, and take off and run. Or if he doesn't do that, we're not going to have a successful offense at all. Mm-hmm. Pete, thanks for the phone call. 489-1240 can get in here on – Hail Varsity, uh, biggest complaint about Saturday, obviously the score. But uh, beyond that, what do you have circled? Who's with us? Dave. Dave, thanks for hanging on. Go for it. Yeah, no problem, guys. Uh, I, I kind of agree with the last comment the last caller made about uh, Heinrich. Uh, I, I kind of think we have a little bit of paralysis by analysis. There's a little bit too much thinking going on. Mm. But my biggest my biggest I guess concern about the performance Saturday was there was no performance. It was, I I just felt like the team came out flat and there was, you know, I'm not saying that the guys aren't trying or anything, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't feel like they had that, their hair on fire. You know what? It it might've been the moment, the nerves and the, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to, to, run it through in my mind the, the the moment of oh god we can get up we can get bell bull eligible for the first time in forever and and that has something to do with it too i mean they've been able to, to to play free or play confident they've been at home they felt pretty good they had a little fire after michigan handed it to them so uh the illinois situation was was pretty good they've beaten up on some teams that they're just 
better than. And while it's a knife fight every week in the Big Ten, pick an opponent, especially out of the West, as bad as the football offensively has been. It's been pretty rugged football and physical. So uh, your best team one week will be your worst team the following week. That's just how yo-yo that uh, that this division is. So, no, I don't, I don't think it was uh, anything other than the moment. And, yeah, there's probably a little bit of exhaustion on that defensive side of the ball. And maybe they, maybe they thought they were better than they were going in with a three-game win streak. Maybe they got a little fat and happy, too. I mean, Jay Moore always talks about you don't want the defense starting to feel themselves. Maybe there's a little bit of that going on, too. They're, they're, they're learning how to do a lot of things this season. Well, and I know it's something that you're going to be touching on uh, a little bit later on, but I'm not going to – well, yeah, I can watch the game because my wife has Peacock. Thank God. But uh, I expect a different Husker team out there this Saturday. I, I, I think they're going to come out there, and they're going to be mad. And I think Coach Rule is going to make those guys mad. I, I think they're, they're going to be angry and – Maryland isn't going to be easy. This is not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a great game. But if we don't come out right away with our hair on fire, it's going to be a long Saturday. Well, it's probably going to be better because it's not a road game that Schmidt and I are both in attendance. Yeah, we, we have a bad record aside from Iowa last, uh, last year. Uh, Dave, thanks for the phone call, bud. Yeah, they got to play pissed off this Saturday. More of your calls coming up, more of rule, more of your StreamYard comments on the way. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Elijah can tell you how to change a tire outside of Council Bluffs in the dusk of the evening on the way back from Chicago. He did not oh, have firmly sunglasses. In the dark. Firmly in the dark. He did not have sunglasses. He did not have a half pack of cigarettes. Uh, and, uh, well, it was dark. Comments. Let's get to some of them before. Rule on the refs. And that was egregious. I shouldn't be surprised. But I was Saturday. You watched it live. I watched it live in East Lansing. Then I watched the replay. And then I potted up our old friend Tim Brando while I was watching on my phone. They were surprised. Dean Blandino wanted to come out of his booth in L.A., especially on that last play where there was no review on Harburg's forward pass. They called a fumble. Brian Muhammad chimes in. Brian, thanks for listening. I'm ticked. And we asked, what's uh, the biggest complaint you have about Saturday's score being the, the main one? I'm ticked about Harburg Sims missing wide open receivers, not seeing the field and throwing the ball a mile high over his wide receivers. So that goes into the execution pot. Well, and that's, that's the thing with the quarterbacks in terms of the turnovers is Sims is turning the football over because between the years he's throwing it to guys who are covered tightly. Uh, he is trying to make a play. Trying to make a play. And then you have Harburg, who it's the execution where he's overthrowing guys partly because of his arm angle. I mean, he, he's guys trying are, to find guys are open. guy. And that kind of brings me to a question that Ron called in with the break. He didn't want to go on the air. But he asked, do either of you guys think that the starting quarterback – for next season is on the roster right no, now. No, absolutely. Can't, no, you, you've got to find better quarterback play. I, I, I told him that as well. I said, Schmidt and I are in agreement there. The starting quarterback and is not, not on the roster. I'm not ready to like ditch Harburg because the kid has had now, from, from, from spring to now, 
to actually get some practice time. So I don't want to seal him up and say, you're done. That's not fair to him. Keep working. Keep getting better. I don't know what, what, what better is other because he's gone the other way. The offense has gone the other way since Illinois because teams have gotten film and they've adjusted and they're playing some better better teams. Chris chimes and, in. And, and Harburg should get an opportunity in the spring to at least sure. compete, but I think you got to bring in two to three quarterbacks. I mean, you have one already with Daniel Kalen if that counts as a true freshman. And you're going to try and groom him and not put him in it before he's ready. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he comes in and wows and go to town. But yeah, and that's the other part with two portal options. Do you get either one that's a difference maker if the whole point of going to the portal is to go get a job, mm. right? How many portal guys want to compete versus have the job given to them? So Chris says it looked uh, like the bug eaters were looking ahead. It's tough to beat a team on the road and also the zebras. Offense and defense were uninspired, especially on offense. Uh, you had some guys on the line of scrimmage have bad days. Uh, that can happen. Uh, you didn't have a run game that really got lathered up because maybe you went away from it. Or uh, when you did go to it, uh, you had a TFL. The, the blocking was not as good as it's been in the past on the perimeter, especially. Uh, Walter chimes in, says one of these decades will take care of the football. Turnovers are, are just maddening you're waiting for it to happen and honestly i was waiting for michigan state elijah to to give it back because they're probably second worst team in the big 10 ryan says after bullock muffed the punt last week i think the coaching staff overcompensated to take care of the football uh brian says next week are we retiring santino panico's jersey love that a blast from the past moonbot seven uh, said quarterback play has been putrid, and we're going to put this up here, Moonbot7. Happy birthday, uh, Jackie Robinson birthday, 42 for Moonbot. Appreciate you tuning in. And then Phil says, look, play calling isn't doing Harburg any favors either, for God's sake. It's against a lot to run the ball more than two times in a row <laughs> with the same running back. Yeah, Phil, you know, there's some some questions there um that's that's why I, I still can't side whether it's it's play call or player and i say yes to both because one is messing with the other a lot of times the, the play call is something that isn't executed is it a situation where you're calling it in a game hoping it'll work in a game versus seeing it work in practice or does it work in practice and it's not executed during the game uh, they just need to, to roll him out more and figure out a way to get him to throw the ball away. He's not, it's not doing that. He, I mean, how many, how many, how many throwaways does he have? Honestly, I mean, there's a lot of incompletions there, but how many throwaways does he have where he just chucks it to try and kill the mascot? It was, it was funny. I was sitting amongst the Michigan State fans, and they complained once whenever uh, I can't remember which quarterback it was from Michigan State because Levitt. Levitt, and then the other guy got a couple throws in, too. They wanted to absolutely take a tire iron to their offensive coordinator. Well, it was funny because all the fans around me are moaning and groaning on one play where the Michigan State quarterback throws it away, and I'm looking around like, man, I well, think... Well, it's, Hus- it's Hus- third and one. Yeah, and I'm like, I think... Run the damn ball. I think Husker fans would rejoice. They're like, why is he throwing it away? Try yeah. to squeeze it in. I'm like, 
you clearly have not watched Husker football Dude. for the past decade. Husker fans rejoice when the quarterback throws it away. He was third and one, and he's calling a pass play. It's it's first and ten, and he's trying a shot play where all he's got to do is fall down and burn clock. Didn't do it. Let's squeeze in some Matt Rule on the officials. Cut four. He got into this. It was diplomatic, but pointed enough. Nebraska got hosed. It's not why they lost, but it's absolutely not going to help. It's a, it's a unique game to talk about the officiating. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for officials. And uh, you guys asked me after the game, and I had to, you know, needed a minute to. But I do feel like I have to say something in defense of our team, too. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to be out there and have to call a play. And so I don't usually say very much about, like, you know, the pa- pass interference on Malachi. That's pass interference, right? I, mean, I think everyone knows it after the game, the face mask on Heinrich. But I'm not out there doing what they do. And if, if we don't have officials, we can't have sports. And so I don't, I don't want to complain about those things. But it's, uh, we're sitting here at 5-4. and four. This is my fourth head coaching job. I'm in year 11 as a head coach. I've never had a touchdown wrong on replay. And I've, we've had it, you know, we've lost two games by three points. We've had it wrong twice this year. It was wrong at Minnesota, and it was wrong here. And that doesn't mean we lost the game. We're not excuse makers, right? We have to do our best to keep it away from that. But the type of team we are right now, we, we can't have seven points spotted. And, again, I'm not complaining about officiating, but replay is replay's difficult for me to understand. And so... You know, I know that the people in the Big Ten are working hard at it. I have a lot of respect for them. Um, I'll stay silent on it after that. But I really would have liked, um, you know, I really would have liked to have had one more shot from wherever we were at the end of the game, the 45-yard line, to hit an in-cut, take a knee, and kick that field goal. And um, I feel bad for our players that, you know, I feel bad for our players that, that you know. So we're sitting at 5-4. and four. We own 5-4. and four. But, you know, we had one game where the team scouted us. <laughs> We've had two games where we replay was wrong. I mean, that's, that's tough to swallow. But you know what? That's where we are. We are where we are. And the issues about giving up sacks and turning the ball over, those are the main issues that we're going to work on controlling. Um, but you guys did ask me about that, and I didn't want to answer that. Well put. Well put. Well delivered. Uh, kill them with kindness and then get to the point. How do we get bleeped twice in the same year on the road? And it happens. It happens a hell of a lot more in the Big Ten, it feels I know. Like, right? it, it, it's it's part of the conference identity. Three yards, cloud of dust, tough defense, physical offense, and your team will get screwed at home or on the road by a bad call, a no call, or a missed replay. We'll wind down hour one. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, is loaded up. He'll be ready in hour two to get us kicked off. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. More of your comments. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. You're watching, hopefully, on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Find Elijah on Twitter. See a picture of his spare tire he had to put on outside of Council Bluffs at Herbal Essence. They call in the outside Council Bluffs. It was like an hour east of Council Bluffs. So in western Iowa. In western Iowa, yeah. I'm pulled over on the side of the interstate. In the dark, trying to change a tire. You poor, poor dude. I, I've, I've had my... Th- this Impala, and this is nothing against the Chevy Impala. I, I have liked my You love Impala. your car. I've, I've had that... I've had a model of Chevy Impala since I turned 16. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason I keep going back to it. The one complaint is I've had the worst luck with flat tires. That is the... Don't get them. That is now the fifth time I've had a flat tire since I've turned 16. Which is, what, five and seven years? Yeah. Which... Like, it could be worse, but it's kind of like it's not you know, three going minus three on the road. 
it's it's gonna happen <laughs> but at some point you just gotta get used to it and adapt right adapt and yeah, overcome. Yeah. uber uh, or fly uh jeff chimes in uh when we're talking quarterback play as uh recap in michigan state we'll get to charlie mcbride here in about 10 minutes hh looks lost and afraid what was the uh ducking about on the option pass his uh, turnovers are too much. I wouldn't mind seeing Purdy or Sims. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of Nebraska fans that, that want to see a bullpen move. And is it going to be better, worse, or the same uh, when we're talking about kind of grading the quarterbacks back to a phone call earlier uh, we got? And Montana Husker fan, vertical speed is good, but I would – Take quickness and quick cutting ability over vertical speed when running the option. Uh, HH is really lacking in quickness. I think it was our friend Ravi that said he changes direction like a semi trying to take an exit ramp on the interstate. Yeah, semis get to that exit ramp though. Just stay, just, just stay, just stay out of their way. Um, but Do, but we, maybe I'm in the minority here. I am not ready to see a a, a move to the bullpen just yet I don't, I, I don't think i don't i don't want to start pretty saturday against maryland but if things are the same where there's no you're going four punts and a turnover before finally a touchdown i i can't do it anymore i need to see something else if, if you're not able to line up and just run the football with the quarterback or the eye back then and you're gonna keep calling pass plays and guys have been open especially those, those freshman wideouts that are burners. They just need the football thrown in front of them. It could be a three-yard crosser. But here's, hit him in stride and let him get upfield. Here's my thing, though. It, obviously, it's not going to work every single game. There's issues with Heinrich Harburg, the quarterback. There's issues with the offense. Despite all those issues, this is the team that has gotten you five wins before November, which has, not, has, much, has not happened since 2016. It gets much harder. And I'll say this, Nebraska has not had an October schedule like they had this year. That's true. That's not a knock against him. Again, God love him. Five and two. You're on the verge of getting to postseason, which should give you 15 more practices. But they had schedules that had develop. five wins on them where they end up at three and nine. No, I Multiple you. times. That's coaching. It's coaching. And, and the thing is, is the coaching has helped you get to five, but Heinrich Harburg's been the quarterback that got you to five before November. I think we can all understand he's not going to be the starting quarterback next year. I think you got to ride it out. He's the guy that got you here. He's the guy the team rallied behind whenever it could have, the wheels could have fallen off. Find a way to get him better. Find a way to get him better through coaching. Charlie McBride weighs in next hour, hour two with Hale Varsity.